0: Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. And I'm Ian Harding, and I've I've
1: done a couple. (laughs) Yes, it's the Deck the Hallmark podcast. Deck the Hallmark, it's this podcast. Brandon and friends host
0: this
2: podcast. We hope you like this jolly podcast. yeah oh boy. yeah can i ask you a question in right off the bat before we do this uh before we press record dan does a spiel about what we're going to do for the intro and that's right before that he said that we were going to play an annoying little music uh, like an annoying musical play <laughs> yeah. did you find that annoying the music that played
1: i mean i wouldn't work out to it like, you <laughs> know, I, I, I think it, if it, it's it, there i mean a lot of feel like christmas songs have a have that sort of like repetitive nature and that's why we remember them. And it's like, so a bunch of people can sing them and, and yours sounded very similar. It feels like a, a you know, a song of a generation, you might say. He's
0: a politician. He's a politician. I can tell already, which is wonderful. He's not going to say no, even though he knows that I'm yeah. right. He's not going mean, to say that. Than-
1: Was it like grating to my soul?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I applaud you for the effort. And I got to be honest, we got to
0: skip to the end first. You said you've been in a couple of these. I thought Ghosts of Christmas Always was it. Have you done, do you had something in the can I don't know about? Or did you do one I'm not familiar with?
1: There, there is, there is something in the can. I (laughs) realized I just. We just got you in so much trouble. (laughs) And Ian gets sued. Uh, How about this? I feel like we can compromise. There is something else that's in the pipeline. But actually can't speak about it yet yeah. because um, and not like a, <laughs> <laughs> I signed an NDA, <laughs> but uh, uh, but mainly that the it's going to be a new thing. And I think as you you all are probably pretty aware, the um, Hallmark is, is probably going to roll out a whole slew of things this year. Um, and uh, and I'm a part of something. Else. Which oh. is annoyingly vague. Cut it. We got um, it.
0: We got what we needed. Ian, it's been great. It's been fun. Thanks. We got the clip. we got Ian what we Harding so is going to be
2: in something, something
1: else. Else. You get that? I actually, just Adam Shear's spite. I'm going to pitch to Hallmark. He's like, I got to do something. And we have to call it something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we got
0: to yeah. call it something else. Yeah. I told uh, these guys I was in something else. My hands are tied. Um,
2: Ian, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. This is very exciting. Uh, I, I, I'm like laughing to myself a little bit about how um, upset many people that are listening to this or watching on Philo are going to be when they find out that we have never seen nor do we know anything about Pretty Little Liars. Just giving that up right now, um, and so we're not going to dive deep into that because honestly,
0: uh, at this point, I
2: don't. I like. Were I don't you know. What any am I going to do? Three
0: things: pretty, probably yeah. liar. Were you one of those in the show? Were you little? <laughs>
1: I, I, I was I was younger, if you mean, and like I've seen some photos of it now. And I'm like, oh my god, the ravages of time. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I was with the right amount of you know silicone and and um, things. So it's kind of that was probably prettier then. And, yeah, uh, little uh, a lot. You know, I well lies. I mean, I feel like nobody nobody was honest on that show. Yeah, and, yeah. and we also had to master the art of. Actually, even in doing press, like if I was doing something like this for Pretty Little Liars, I loved um, lying, just making up red herrings. Like I I would, I would sometimes give people like, um, uh, and I got pretty good at it too, where I'd say something like, you know, it is it is tough like having this be like my last or, you know, um, uh, and then try and like cover it up (laughs) Like last season. Is he dying? And then I, and I did that a couple of times and people, Well, now
2: I don't actually know if you have something else for Hallmark. Now, every, now everything is up in the air. Oh my gosh. Mind tricks. Can you
1: truthfully
0: tell us where you're from and where you got the acting bug? Like, were you in some school plays or what was going on there?
1: Yeah, I, um, by the way, I'd also like to call out for those of you who are watching this. I'm still very much at the acting bug. As you can see from my crap, like my, <laughs> this is like, I'll put, I'll do self tapes on this thing. And this camera's clear. Like, I don't know how to zoom out on the, so this is what's happening. What's here, the last
0: audition see. you did back there right now? What is it?
1: Um, Oh, I, well also can't say that was, a <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> um, yeah. they have happened, which is nice, uh, which I'm always pleasantly surprised. Um, but, uh, I guess where, where, where I'm, from where I got the acting bug, I grew up in in Northern Virginia, like right outside Washington, D.C., and both parents were uh, sort of, you know, military or worked for the federal government, and so very much not in the entertainment industry. And I went, you know, like I grew up singing in choirs and everything. Like my mom's side of the family is very performative like every, everybody sings um and that's why i sound like a news anchor and have since like the sixth grade um so the first thing that changed my body uh, in puberty was <laughs> i sounded like this except <laughs> i was a, a child i mean it's working um.
0: for you now but that had to be off-putting for 12 year old ian harding like that had to be can i
1: have
2: the nachos
0: <laughs> <laughs> excuse me i believe yeah. you're in my locker
1: well i would come or i would i, I would speak to people on the phone or something and then We'd meet in real life, and they were kind of like, "Oh, you're not twenty eight? Oh, this is weird." <laughs> they're like, "No, I'm eleven, and I, <laughs> I won't be able to drive for as many years." Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I went to I went to this sort of all boys private school for high school, and it was very sports oriented, and I was athletic, but I wasn't like you know national team level, which was like most of these guys, and so they had a drama program and uh where a lot of the local girls schools would come and try out and it'd be like co-ed sort of situation and then uh and so i ended up doing that discovering that i really loved it and had some talent for it and then i just said like i kind of want to do this and i went to a drama school uh for university and then went out to la after that and Now I'm talking with you. So a lot lot has been covered. That's right. The rest
0: is history. Uh the uh your parents, both government employees. You said you wanted to go to an acting school for college. What was that reaction like?
1: You know, yeah. I my parents were probably the most, you know, supportive, lovey dovey, you know. Like my dad was in the army and then was the editor for a while of a of a magazine called Soldier's Magazine. It's like, you know. Hoo-ah. And yet he loves wearing crocs and Hawaiian shirts. And he was so I said, like, I think I want to be an actor, Dad. He was like, Okay, well, don't, you know, don't suck at it. You know, or whatever. You know, like I mean, he was far more supportive than that. But I, I basically said, you know, I think I want to go do some drama school stuff. And he was like, all right, we'll do the auditions and and if you get in, I think that's your answer. And you pursue that until you don't, and then you figure out something else to do. Um mom was also very supportive. I think she was very, like very pragmatic about it. And my mom is like a very, um, to the point sort of, she was like, yeah, well, if you get a degree in it and you don't make it, you can at least teach it, I was <laughs> like, which is not untrue. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, so, it, you know, I'm, I still might teach it at some point because, you know, as we can see here, auditioning has been <laughs> tough. Uh, The new thing
0: for Hallmark he has is at Hallmark University, if you can believe it. Oh, Oh, man. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a gig he's got teaching.
2: Going from Virginia to uh, to L.A., what was that like? Was there a culture shock for you? Did it take you a long time to get used to the time zone situation? Because I'm still kind of confused by that.
1: Yeah. Oh, the, 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 the three hour time, times three times hour. Yeah. like,
2: let's all just come. We just all just agree. Like, let's just do the one. I'm still yeah. on this idea, but anyway, <laughs> for you, what was it like?
1: I, I had a, I actually had a bit of a rude awakening in that I went out to LA and, um, I had been auditioning a little bit in Pittsburgh, which is the you know, city where I went to school and I would like industrial things, or like a movie that came through town. Um, And so I had some film experience, some being very small and, uh, and I had complete beginner's luck because I went out literally the first pilot that I went out for in Los Angeles was, was pretty little liars. Oh my
0: gosh. Are you serious?
1: Yeah. And so now, even now my, uh, my concept of excuse me while I move this microphone, uh, my concept of auditioning is completely warped. I'm like, yeah, now I get this, and it goes for another seven years. And they're like, no. Yeah. Like, that. Do you know how many people
0: hate you in Los Angeles?
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally. 100%. And, and it's, because, it's because I said, oh, well, I'm not going to get it. Or, oh, you know, statistically speaking, this is like winning the lottery. And and, and so I had no um, hang-ups about it. I, or I just kind of went in and saw it all as one big exercise. And... And then, and then that was, that was it. I mean, I think I really was expecting it to go for, it'd be great if it went for like a season or two, I could pay off my college debt, (laughs) but that was it, you know, um, does and then, yeah,
0: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Does, does working on a show for 158 episodes give you the ability now to just decide if like to be more picky with what you want to do?
2: Dan wants to know how much money you made. I did not say that. I did not <laughs> just, say uh, that. Just ask him a question. The just blue, ask him how money I think much the blue
0: screen is clear how much money he makes. I want to know. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I want to know if you, after that experience, you didn't just jump back in and went, I'm going to be more selective. Or were you just like, yeah, what's the next thing?
1: I, you know, I think I should be more selective. However, for my own mental health. <laughs> I think something something that you hear about a lot, and and usually around award season, which I guess I guess is right now. I don't. I should pay more attention to that, but I don't. Um, you hear a lot of actors that are like, "Look, I knew what I wanted to be, and I was selective, and I did that one thing, and here I am, Oscars baby." <laughs> and but you never hear the fact that there are probably like eight or nine for every actor that says that there are eight or nine other other actors that you never hear from because. Um, I think for me, like I've, I've always just loved working and it's always been, you know, play for me. And so I, I have been selective, I suppose, but, but mainly I just love being on a set and sort of figuring it out and figuring out how to make something work, especially like sometimes you get like an audition or a meeting for something and and it's, and it's, and it's kind of bad. And I <laughs> feel like, how do I make, you know, these people in the scene, they don't speak as, as humans speak. How do I, how do I make that work? And that's, that's the fun challenge that I, that's, and it's also completely masochistic because sometimes it so doesn't. You then you get a like script
0: for an audition. You're like, this is terrible. Where's the audition? Where do I go?
1: Is that what you do? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Or, or I, I work on it a little bit. I'm like, Oh, can I, can I also just go off the rails with this? Like he's supposed to be, you know, like a handsome, charming guy that's supportive. I was like, what if he's a little bit of a jerk? Like what if he's, <laughs> if they're looking for somebody who's just like the guy you bring home to mom and I come in and give him like, he's a little aloof, like a little crazy. Like what would that do? Yeah. You know, uh, so I. Get, how does
0: that go for you?
1: Not great. A lot. I mean, <laughs> but, but it's fun. Um, do you, so, yeah,
0: do you have a memorably bad audition, like a, a, a story that you're like, man, I, I went for it and that was not what they wanted me to <laughs> go for.
1: Do you mean like from this week? Because, that, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, no, I, yeah, I, I, this actually happens quite a bit where, where I just, sometimes I want to like make it work. And so I just muscle myself into it and you just realize when you inevitably see the person who gets it. Um, when they're doing it, there's like a sense of ease or like, they're just a completely different person than you. You go like, Oh, that's what they wanted. And I remember I auditioned for, um, Oh God. I I mean, I mean, there are, there are a bunch. I've definitely, I did one where I was actually, I was traveling. I was abroad and I was with my wife and we were in, we were in Vienna, Austria. And my manager was like, Ian, you're perfect for this. Like you, you gotta, like, gotta put yourself on tape. It's like due in two days. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of vacationing. And it was before self tapes really became a thing. And so I think we did it in front of like a fireplace or something. And I just got the sides and I was like, look, let me just, I'm just going to read the sides. I'm just going to do it. And we're going to be done with it. And, and it was for, I learned later um, what was supposed to be like a very rom-com sort of comedy (laughs) I was unaware and I did it full drama Yeah, and it was actually ironically enough, sort of similar to this. It was basically about a cop who passed away and then he and his sister now solve crimes. (laughs) But I did it like, like, wait, can you see me? It's just like, I could see you. I could see you as opposed (laughs) to being funny. And, and so I, the casting director was like, what the, and yeah, so yeah, that was brutal. Um, there, <laughs> there were probably about forty of, of those. I think no he, it's all about taking your shot.
2: Was was PLL as the kids call it? Oh, good uh, made yeah, up but... cons- uh, of like people like you that were new to the scene, and I should know this, but was it like mainly like new people? And what was that like? All working together and figuring out, hey, we're making TV.
1: Oh, if, I mean, the lead actresses definitely had. M- more of the heavy lifting to do. They were just, they were on set all the time, five days a week, you know, sometimes like multiple night shoots. And that was r- grueling for them. Um, but I, I, I look back at it with nothing but the joy and, and I'm so grateful for it, you know, um, it, because it really felt like, yeah, we were all pretty new. Like some of the two, of the actresses had kind of done a few things before, Lucy Hale specifically. But for the most part, we were all just fresh little babies. And um, even though I was the only one playing my age, we were all, you know, in our, you know, mid twenties. And, uh, and it was an absolute, like, again, you have to, I could not fathom that I was paid to do this. And, and there were times where like the scenes would be heavy And they're like, Ian, we, we need you to like really go there. Cause right now you're like kind of laughing. You're kind of, you know, you're, you're kind of making light of a grim situation, but it's because I was just, you know, filled with joy the whole time.
0: Yeah. I I will say this. We're not here to talk pretty little liars, but we are here probably under false pretenses. We didn't want to bring up the beef with you and Cole Sprouse, but we have to. Um, I I did read in my research here that you are a seven time teen choice award winner uh, and an eight time nominee. And the one time you lost it is for, it is because one Cole Sprouse of Riverdale did beat you. Wow. So Ian, is there anything you'd like to say to Cole right now? Big big fan of the show. (laughs)
1: I I am so um, actually like really flattered that because that for a second as you said Cole Sprouts I was like I know that I'm not on social media a lot is there been a few that I have, I have been partaking in uh, I I've never met Cole Sprout I've heard he's a delight and uh, and you know have nothing but good things to say about him I I think also by the tail end um oh God this is gonna sound really ungrateful I think I was. I was so, I was so grateful to, to have those things. And I've now, cause I don't like sort of surrounding myself with like awards. Like there aren't a lot of pictures of me around. Aside from the, mean, Deckey award, the Deckey which award, which is coming which in, the
2: is
0: mail, in the mail. And, yeah, yeah, you'll, it'll have there, that one. and
1: this will be Probably. for every zoom call I have, it'll just be here. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, that, that's amazing by the end. Uh, uh, I'm happy that he won, you know, um, cause it also didn't mean that I I had to go back to, Bur- you know, I don't know, wherever they have the award show. I could just be like, oh, I lost. I'm not coming. You know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you were you about to say
0: Burbank. Is that what you're about to say? All right, isn't it in Burbank? Yeah, I forget Universal where... or is that, that the it is? is that the surfboard, uh, the award, surfboard show? award show? Surfboard award show. So, so you, you just have seven surfboards?
1: surfboards. You can't say you can't house anymore. You can't afford an eighth one lying around. I don't I don't have one. I had <laughs> given them my cousin, my godparents, my dad, my mom. Uh, I think one of my childhood friends. I gave them two. Yeah. I just uh, can bah. we
0: be on the list? Can we be yeah. on the list if you somehow wrangle another one of those surfboards? It
2: is going to be uncomfortable though, because the decky is a surfboard, the which is, is weird. That's weird that's it's weird. weird, but it is. So sorry you know, about
1: that. Wait, did you change? Did you change it to a surfboard exclusively? Like we, everybody yes. else gets. You know, we like knew a, if
0: you got it in the mail, you'd be like, "This isn't an award."
1: Yeah. <laughs> I considering all the awards that i've gotten i don't really none of them are statues they're all kind of something else you know i don't know what that says about the quality of my acting but one's like a you know pepper shaker and the other's a you know surfboard and you know yeah, yeah
2: I, well the decky is an actual it's trophy, an actual so.
1: Award, so maybe that'll be a good start of
0: things to come for sure oh, man. Um, well thank you i do I, one question about pretty little liars like you know every time that thing gets picked up for another season. Like, that's a big day for cast and crew. Everybody, you know, gets to continue working. With a show that lasts seven, eight seasons, does it ever saturate? Does it ever become like a thing where, obviously, you love the crew, you love everybody, but you're like, hey, if this gets renewed, awesome. If it doesn't, I'm fine with that, too. Do do you guys, as a cast, ever get there, or you're like, I want to make Pretty Little Liars for 15 seasons?
1: (laughs) Um, I, I actually really loved that it, it, how and when it came to an end. Um, I, you know, that's a really, that's a really complicated question in that I, I really love the people that I worked with. I loved, um, I'm also holding my dog back cause if they're doing work outside the house right now and he's, he hears them and I just don't want him to like explode in the middle of this. And I scream some expletive, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I was so I was so grateful for the work. I loved coming to work and you know, there, it is definitely exhausting, especially when you're doing 20 to 24 episodes a season. And, and I think sometimes any show, not just, not just pretty little liars, but there after a certain point, you can't make any more episodes. The storyline is so wrung out and the actors are, you know, over it and, and things should come to a natural conclusion. But um, I am, grateful for like the exact amount of time that it ran. Um, I was also uh, terrified for the end of steady employment. I mean, it was so, I, it was one of those things where, you know, you know that you're so spoiled, you know that you're so lucky, but you don't, you, I knew that intellectually, but I didn't know it in my bones until, you know, immediately afterwards for like eight months, it didn't work, you know, and that's actually brief for, for, for most actors and, and, and it wasn't from lack of trying and it wasn't, you know, I was like, oh, I want to try and move this direction and whatnot. And it just, for whatever reason, things didn't click. And so, um, I, to answer your question, I feel like this is a long, no, you're doing great, man. It even encompass it. I mean, yeah, I, I loved it. I was so grateful for it. And I think it, it lasted the right amount of time.
2: Um, I saw that you were on an episode of Punked, and uh, <laughs> I just want to yeah. ask: Is it is it real?
1: <laughs> is, is getting punked real? Yeah, or? like you
2: know, when you watch unscripted, you know it's it's you know scripted to a certain extent. They're doing reshoots and stuff like that. But
1: Punked feels real. Don't yeah. It was it was a, my um anxiety my being bamboozled was completely real um i think what makes it sometimes feel staged or inauthentic is i was one of i think three people in one episode and so they had to cut out a lot of the um uh uh, groundwork that was laid beforehand to dupe me, and so all that was left in was Lucy saying, "Hey, do you want to meet Banksy?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll go," you know. And so she, didn't "Tell me, say like, you
0: thought you were going to get to meet Banksy?"
1: Yeah, I thought I was taking part in this big street art thing in the middle of LA. Like, I met these other people. There was, you know, like there were multiple rooftop shot or whatever. And then I go up, and like people were masked, and then at the beginning like things started to feel a little strange i was like wow it's, this roof is like really well lit
2: um, <laughs> and, like, it but it's la it's like that's just how it is out there right
1: light pollution is everywhere right yeah. that's why you know yeah so and then like once the police showed up and he kept trying to get me to and first off i foolish me i I should have said something like, no, no, I'm, let's just sit down. I'm like, I'll, I'll call my lawyer. I'm not saying anything else, you know, but <laughs> instead they, they came in really quickly and were kind of got me off guard. And, and Lucy had like gone somewhere. And so I was concerned about her only partially concerned. Cause as soon as they said, like, were you here with someone? I was like, Lucy Hale. Yep. She's an actress. Here's her phone number. Here's her address. Like I was, if I'm going to jail, she's coming with me. That's right. Yeah. But, um, you just threw
0: a run right under the bus there.
1: <laughs> and by the end, I forget what had happened, but something like it was very, um, I was like, wait a minute. Something feels a little bit off. And I feel like I started to test it. Like the cop was like, all right, come with me. And I was like, uh, no. And then they were like, okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he busted out and and yeah. they said, you know, this is punked. And, and Lucy, I was like, you've been punked. And I, I was just so, I guess whatever fame and notoriety I have or had at the time is still kind of beyond me. So I, I legit said this and they cut it out and I'm so sad that they did. I, they're like you're, you've been punked and i was like what they're like you're not you, you got punked and i said like do you mean like the low budget version <laughs> and i was like dude you guys not was there no other famous people around and <laughs> and uh and thankfully uh Thankfully, they cut that out. Yeah. But yeah, I got punked. Shocked they cut there.
0: that out. Got to be honest, Ian. Uh, <laughs> 2019. So you're wow. two years removed from Pretty Little Liars airing, at least. Um, you have you get to be in one of the best films of the year, Ford vs. Ferrari. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you have an 11-episode stunt. Uh, stunt? Not stunt. Stint. Maybe you did your own stunts. I don't what know. Say? Uh On yeah. Chicago Med um, in the same year. So you were working that year. I have questions about both uh, because I, I've, you know, you remember when we
2: saw Ford versus
0: Ferrari. We saw, you know, what the the four D is the D box where you go and you sit and the thing the chair moves. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we yeah, never yeah. we were in Kansas City doing a show and we went out to see Ford versus Ferrari in the D box. We we sat in those chairs and it was one of the coolest movie theater experiences of our. Lives. I can't
2: imagine a better movie for the D box.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. perfect. If you're
2: in the you're in the car.
0: Yeah. So, so that's a James Mangold movie. He's a, he's done Wolverine. He's about to do the new Indiana Jones. What's it like working uh, with James Mangold, uh, that cast, just your experience on that, on that film?
1: It was, um, I, I would say one of the best and sort of like most educational experiences of my, of my life, because I was. I was surrounded by all these other actors, and I was essentially glorified background. Like I had a few more lines, uh, I had a little scene that was ultimately cut for time, and it. Um, I was, you know, it, it. I got to watch all of these giant actors work, and what was so amazing and and humbling and and, I guess, enlightening was that, um, they just they loved doing it. They wanted to do the scene over and over and over again there was no um, watching like Christian Bale and Matt Damon do a scene um, where they're just, they're trying to figure it out. And they felt on the same level as James Mangold. Like they would swap ideas. And I, I mean, I think that's why probably if you ever do see me in the movie, which you don't see me a lot, uh, I, I have a, just a stupid look on my face because I'm <laughs> I'm not actually in the scene or act. I'm just like, wow. Oh, Oh, that's interesting. What an interesting choice. Even if, (laughs) even if like, and then they're like, and Ian, now it's your line. And I would just kind of like spit it out and be like, that was terrible. But, (laughs) um, but then, you know, I, I, I also was so awesome to see, you know, a bunch of actors that are at like the top of their game and how down to earth they were. And I remember one morning coming into the hair and makeup trailer and it was literally just me and Matt Damon and he's looking at his sides and I come in and, and I was kind of like, Ooh, should I, should I leave? Like many people of that level, sometimes they have their own yeah. setup and he didn't, he was, he was in with the rest of the actors and he literally was like, Oh, Hey, and how you doing? And I'm like, good, man. How are you? And, and he was like, good, good. How was the weekend? And shooting the breeze. And you know, we started like oh, kids, man, that can be tough sometimes, but Oh, great. <laughs> I so, yeah, I don't have any yet. I might. And he was like, oh, good. Um, and it was just, uh, uh, I think I had a better understanding of what it was to be an actor after that huh. movie.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: I don't know if that answers your question. No. And then, oh, yeah. By the way, this is a fun story. Um, there was a—there was this one scene. It was all shot in L.A., almost exclusively, which is kind of nuts. Even like, you know, the Le Mans racetrack was in Agua Dulce, wow. you know, the sort of like horse ranch area oh, right wow. outside L.A. Um, and the, some of the cars are seen where they're in the Ferrari factory and some of the models there, two of them were actually, were the, were the real cars. Like the, uh, it was a model that won like the 19, uh, right. Le Mans good uh, and it was it was worth something like twenty five million dollars.
0: Holy something. cow!
1: And at one point, I'm going over to look at it, and uh, and this guy who was dressed in like the he was he was in costume, and he was like, "Oh, sorry, back up, sorry, sorry," and basically kind of told me to get away. And I was kind of like, "Excuse me, I'm one of the principal actors. I have four <laughs> lines in this movie," and uh, and then I realized he has an earpiece in. Oh boy. He's the car's bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. He was the hired security for the car.
0: You had that all um, the time on Pretty Little Liars. Like, don't act like you didn't.
1: Totally. I mean, actually, let me say, did I ask him? I was like, are you a security guard? But like, it became pretty obvious because yeah. he was just displaying a lot of authority for someone who seemingly didn't have it. I wonder but, where you get
0: paid for that. <laughs>
1: I, yeah. yeah. I wanna I'm now know, curious too. at
0: switching occupations. Yeah. Um, just to hang out with this car. Chicago Med... Did you have to learn? Were you a doctor on the show? Did you have to learn a lot of medical jargon to spout off very quickly?
1: I had the cushiest job on Chicago <laughs> Med because I've been very lucky in my career. <laughs> if, that, if that isn't obvious already, um, uh, because my friend Tori Devito is was, was was one of the leads at the time. She's and been on the show.
0: She's wonderful, I mean, Tori.
1: She's oh delight. Oh yes, yes, of course. And and um, so she more or less like helped me. Get the job and and like I remember it came down to it was i guess twenty eighteen maybe i was it was Halloween, and I was grilling something in my backyard and I get a bunch of texts from her, and she said um, something like you know wh- wh- so what do you think and I was like about about what and she's like about the role, and I went it was like just so lost and <laughs> She said, Have you not checked your email today? And I was like, No, it's a holiday. And she was <laughs> like, It's Halloween, you done. And then expletive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I realized it was an offer to come do this to the uh, arc on Chicago Med. And uh, and so I basically showed up and it was like a grieving um, husband who, you know, suffers a tragedy and, and grows close to her character, um, which was a lot of fun. Although she and her, are are very close and there was a romantic scene and it felt pretty close to what I imagine doing a romantic scene with like a relative would Ooh. be like, Ooh. you know, cause we were both kind of looking at each other like this is wrong. Yeah. This is really, This is unnatural. <laughs> um, and, but it was an absolute blast cause I could show up, enjoy Chicago, which is an amazing city. And I ate my way through it. Yeah. And deep dish
0: pizza, Italian beef sandwiches. I mean, come on.
1: I think you can see actually the arc of, I think it was like 11 or 12 episodes. And by the end they were like, okay, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this wardrobe is like, <laughs> you can't do it anymore. Um Yeah.
0: But uh, I will say this: props to you for not checking work email on Halloween. You want? You don't want to do that? that. Is impressive, man. That's I, impressive right there. That's I think commitment.
1: It's because I remember hearing this one thing about Bill Murray that he only has like a one phone or something that like he doesn't oh, check. Email yeah, you got You got to you
0: you leave a message, and his people get back to you. Got to send him stuff in the mail. He lives in Charleston, South Carolina. Like he cannot be reached yeah. under any circumstances. Yeah.
1: I, I was like, I'm going to do that too. And then I realized I don't nearly have the resume to be able to do that. And so there have been times where people are like, hey, so are you going to get that audition in today? I was like, no. And then I realized you open up your email and you're like, oh. Well, crap. it's
2: also 2018 yeah. Halloween. You don't have kids. I'm not checking email. Hmm. It's yeah. Halloween. It's and Halloween. Also,
0: when you roll out to LA and you just get pretty little liars like that, you're like, it'll come. I'm not really like not out here pounding the pavement. Like it's, it's coming. Like I'll check my email when I check it.
1: And that, yeah. Until, until, you know, until it stops coming. <laughs> you're like, Hello. Hello. Um, Yeah.
0: So yeah, you never went but, out to LA and had to get another job. Like you were never like a bartender or waited tables or anything like that.
1: No, I, I was very lucky in that sense. I, you know, I also, for the sake of these, you know, actors that are probably listening to this and being like this mother, you know, yeah. uh, I, I would, I, I would also say that I, you know, at the time I knew what I was experiencing was really lucky. And I knew um, that I would have to pay the piper at some point and that you have to, earn it you know and and as hard as i was working while i was on the show and um you know i i it was sort of golden handcuffs like i couldn't really do anything else because it was nine months out of the year and the contract was pretty you know rigid and so after that i was like oh now i'm doing the thing that most actors do which is like you audition your tail off um you get close you don't get it you get the pilot it doesn't go and then you get the the you know, recurring, and then you're cut out. And, and so that's, what's been happening And in many ways. I'm really grateful for it because I think it's hopefully um, making me, making me better, you know, because uh, to get back up after you're like, Oh my gosh, I got this giant pilot with so-and-so attached. And these are the people involved, like, here we go back on top, baby, or whatever. And if you, if you put a lot of your self-worth on that, uh, you're going to be, you need to be sad all Good the time word
0: there.
2: How is, yeah. uh, uh, self-taping is still a, a big thing. I do. You, is it sticking around? How has it changed kind of your job? Like not, I, I'm assuming you don't have to be in LA or New York all the time for auditions. You're, you're putting yourself on tape and kind of going for whatever comes available. Has it like totally changed what it's like to be an, an actor right now versus pre 2020?
1: Oh man. Yeah. I, I I can't imagine what it's like for actors that are just starting out, Mm. um, to the point where, you know, if I were to go back to the drama school that I graduated from and was trying to offer any advice, I, I don't know what I would say necessarily. Like I would, you know, I'm sure there were still like zoom casting director meetings or whatever, like meet and greets that I did when I first got there. But, um, in many ways, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, which is I can now live Anywhere, you know, I, I don't live in L.A. anymore, and that was good for my overall well-being and probably, you know, for my lungs and all that <laughs> air pollution, and whatnot. But um, but I learned very quickly that uh, where my shortcomings were, which was I was really good in a room. I could go in, have an idea of what the character was, and I could, you know, I could riff really well. I could, you know, I could memorize very quickly. But once that was gone and you had to come up with like a full fledged performance and create something magnetic and authentic and then shoot it in your guest room. Um, <laughs> which is, you know, yeah, it's brutal. And, and I think that's kind of altered the calculus for a lot of actors, but you know, it's like any bit of adversity that comes your way. It's like, all right, I can quit. I can complain to high heaven about it, which I most certainly have. Um, or I can get better. And so that's kind of been my, my journey for the past couple of years is, is just, you know, how do you, how do you do something great when you're emoting to two different screens? Like your phone is recording you in the ring light. And like the person you're reading with is usually on your laptop right next to it. Man. You know, and the whole thing's like <laughs> my whole family's dead, you know? And, and then like the zoom <laughs> cuts out. <laughs> Yeah. And you're like, uh, yeah,
0: we didn't get that one, Ian. If you could go one more from the top, uh, that'd be great. And the, the snot coming out of it was really good. Could you get the snot again? That'd be
1: great. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you think it's ultimately like better
2: for the industry that it's like self taped now and you can kind of do as many takes as possible? Or is it also it's like, is there any downside? Like the fact that you could maybe be really good on tape, but then when you get in the room with somebody, you're, you're, you're not good with people. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, is there, is there, oh, 100%. yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but no, no. I, I, the stuff that always blows my mind is people have, I have not actually had one of these, um, but where you do the, uh, zoom chemistry read.
0: Oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't like, imagine and, with a delay. No.
1: Yeah. Or, or, or cause that's when, you know, I don't know how people do it. Apparently do they do. And they, they've they had relatives. They being, I guess some shows and movies and whatnot, I've had some success, but, um, and then you hear horror stories. I have two friends that, you know, were cast off of a tape or, or because they either don't want to do the legwork or for whatever reason, somebody's cast and they get to set. And, the co-star and them have, you know, as much chemistry as like a rock and a noodle, you know? Mm. So, so, um, I don't think that analogy made any sense, but a no, no, rock
0: and noodle. There's no sparks there. There's no sparks. none. That's easy. Exactly. Uh, that's There's easy. zero flames. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um e- ian I, I sounds wanna, a lot like cole sprouse a to little me. bit like cole sprouse and i didn't want to say it i didn't want to be the guy to say it but we'll say it, is what we, we'll say it that's for right. you we'll say it for you don't worry and we got you covered we got your yeah. back cole's never been on this show uh i never it. will be that's right not, yeah. as, not as long as we're Good. around uh, unless he does a hallmark movie uh so <laughs> um so let's talk hallmark uh You want to talk about uh, chemistry? Uh, Your first Hallmark movie. We interview a lot of people uh, on this podcast whose first Hallmark movie they want to skip over and get to the second one. This is your only one that you've done that we know of, and uh, and out of the box, it is incredibly special. Um, It does not have the same beats. Uh, this is Ghost of Christmas, always you're talking about. It doesn't have the same beats of a Hallmark movie, the same nine-act structure. Uh, there is quite a bit of chemistry, but chemistry between you and Kim. Um, there's Reginald Vale Johnson. Carl Winslow yeah. is the yeah. Ghost of Christmas yet to come. I mean, this is this is an all-star situation. How does I, – I, I, we can get into chemistry later. How did you get involved with it? Like, how did you get, get like – asked to go do this and and how quickly were you readily available to say yes and then when did you realize this is like i don't know how other hallmark experiences go but this one's really really special
1: yeah i i knew it fairly quickly in that i had seen other um i make myself sound so important right now like I, <laughs> a couple of other hallmark scripts that kind of come my way and and i it just wasn't for me for whatever reason some of it was also like timing and schedule or or there's one that it was like in Hawaii and just didn't make sense with you know I was moving and and um I mean oh just boy, on sh-
0: two tickets to paradise can you imagine with Ashley Williams that movie Holy <laughs> tra-
1: sorry go ahead I'm not going to interrupt I, you go ahead I mean and now I'm certainly far more or now that I live in the northeast and we're you know neck deep in winter, although it's been a little bit mild. I don't know if they've said like, Hey, do you want to go, you know, shoot in Hawaii? I'm like, here, let's, let's do it. I don't even need to see the script. Um, but, uh, uh, but this, this I thought was really amazing because it came my way. I saw just the people that were involved and, and Reggie and Lori and, and Kim, who i had actually known because she's been, in a, you know, a long time relationship with a friend of mine from college. And so I saw that she was attached and I was like, Ooh, this is already very interesting. And, and then I read the script and it did seem to, there was an earnestness about it. Obviously the situation is very fantastical and and has all of this sort of, that stuff that we love in Hallmark movies, that it was sweet, it was romantic, but there was like an earnestness to it. And I also thought it was funny. And so when I talked to the director Rich Newey about it. Um, it was, he said something that like really got me excited, which was, um, you know, we're not doing a Hallmark movie, we're doing an indie film that's going to air on Hallmark. Wow. And, and that was really meaningful because that gave us a lot of freedom and it, it removed whatever sort of idea we had of like style or, or, you know, anything like that that, that maybe you've seen in past Hallmark movies. Um, and I thought what was also, so just on a personal level, I had just moved to the East coast from LA and, um, and they were shooting this close to where I was living at the time. And on top of that, I think, I think there was just a part of me that I was, I was done with a lot of like what LA represented. Mm. And I think I was, I had been caught up when I was out there with a bunch of, um, stuff that wasn't as important, like this kind of perpetual hustle culture. And mm. and I just wanted to be an actor. And, and that was seen at times as like, you're complacent, lazy, or deserving of harm or something. And, um, and when I got here and I did this, all the actors that were involved were there and like, were excited to be there. And a lot of um, the older actors, you know, and they they were all like New York theater actors. And this was something that was cool because they like they got to um they like paid their bills and then got to go like workshop this new musical. And so it was really just it, it was more than just kind of an acting job. It was like a it was a shockingly very like rejuvenating experience. And and I think you I think that came across, you know. Um so I, I had an absolute Blast with it, and I hope that you know they make a sequel. <laughs> we
0: would love that. It's one of the few movies I would like to see a, yeah, a yeah, sequel
2: yeah. for. I'm interested. Uh, this was your first Hallmark movie. I like, how uh, we've been doing covering Hallmark and kind of this genre since 2018, and we've seen the genre uh, progress qualitatively. Uh, like, this past year, uh, the crop of movies was better than anything we've ever seen. Um, is that movement, that reputation of these movies getting better? Is that, um, uh, is that out there for people like you that had like, aren't a part of this universe prior to this movie? Like is the reputation at Hallmark is trying to do a new thing and make really quality work? Is that starting to, is that word leaking out outside of the, the Hallmark universe?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, if you look at some of the people that have, um, I mean, to put it bluntly, and I I say this with all due respect and, and I'm so grateful to all the people at Hallmark, but, you know, maybe five to 10 years ago, if you're doing Hallmark movies, that would maybe, that was sort of the death knell of your career or it was seen and it had like a, you know, a a real taboo to it. And I think there are certain people that have like really paved the way and, and who bring. Ultimately, the phrase you know, the cream rises to the top. I think it's true. Like if you look at, um, I think it's Luke McFarlane. Is that yep. the, the actor? Yeah. He he's a Juilliard trained actor. He just did a, a a you know studio movie with Billy Eichner, and it was hysterical. And and he was great in it. And like I think if if you come and you want to work and you don't just want to like get a paycheck or something, I think it can be. A really meaningful experience i think yes there's you know i know there was a whole sort of change up in in the powers that be at hallmark and i think they're trying to broaden and expand the stories that are told also like edginess i mean we're not going to sh- show like you know gunshot wounds you know we <laughs> like a on on hallmark but like um you know santa's not going to come in and you know have Lay a fling waste, with, man. yeah yeah exactly but uh but that is getting out i mean uh, a lot of the actors that i've interacted with have did that whole thing where they're like, yeah, no, I, I had a great time and <laughs> it was actually, it was really creatively fulfilling cause you're working. It's like nonstop and it's kind of, you know, run and gun. And, and I think it is changing. And this thing that I may or may not have done, um, <laughs> the people involved are like really top notch and Man, can't wait. And, Uh, And so I think, I think Hallmark is saying like, great, we want to stick to, let me speak for Hallmark, like we've talked about this, I haven't, but um, we want to keep the heart and soul of what people love about it um, while also change it up and, and tell stories that are not only fun, but maybe more challenging and broaden people's worldview. And, um, and also like sometimes, especially when it comes to things that are comedic, it can, rub people the wrong way because sometimes comedy has to have an edge
2: yeah.
1: and, and, and Hallmark has in the past under past management, we'll say it, it had like no edge. Right. And, and now I think people are trying to, the folks that are there are trying to make it, um, when I say edgier again, it's all with <laughs> perspective, yeah, but like, uh, but say like, no, there can be mis- not only just like, Oh, happenstance, like people can be angry or there can yeah. be com- something and then they get resolved and people fall in love and families come together and there's a messiness that is sort of embraced as opposed to um, you know, like I I fell in love with a Christmas tree grower. Yeah. Do
0: do you think Cole Sprouse could hack it on Hallmark? Oh, I
1: think he would. I think he would kill it. I think he would come in. In fact, oh man, you know what? He should, he should come in and we'll play. Nemesis. oh uh, man
0: that would be wonderful we'd uh he's like a
1: viable christmas tree grower let me ask you Um, this
0: let me ask you this ian uh so you did hallmark 15 day shoots you're going lots of different locations how long did it take you to shoot an episode of pretty little liars like what's that
1: that was also pretty Pretty quick. I mean, granted, that was all like very contained because, yeah, it was, one location. All, which one's yeah. harder?
0: Like, which one's harder from like memorizing lines, getting through pages, same character that just keeps going, or you know, this character's arcing in 15 days? Which one's more difficult for you as an actor?
1: Ooh, more difficult. Um, you know, I'd actually say Hallmark in that it's, um, you know, sometimes, especially if you got to keep the like the mood and the energy up and like it's, and or it's that pivotal scene where you finally get with, you know, you know, Kim and I finally come together, and and you know, this is like this is the moment, you know, but it's also negative five outside, and <laughs> and then and then you have people because it's not on a soundstage, like you know, pretty Little liars on Warner Brothers and whatnot. You have people walking by, like, you guys shooting something, and you're like, we're, and God, okay, God, you know, and so and 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 sometimes that. All this all comes at the end of the shoot uh, you're you're running behind and and you just got to make it work so i think i think hallmark any actor or any person that's like oh yeah hallmark it's just soft I'm, I'm gonna go in it's like a little breeze and it's like no they're no. they can be brutal so <laughs> i
2: like you know. that because that means that you're still better than cole sprouse that's he's right. doing riverdale Damn, hallmarks a, a lot years harder years than riverdale Um, so, and that, the proof is in the pudding there, uh, really quickly. I do want to talk about a a show that you did 12 episodes in in 2022 that I have no idea what it is. And that's just uh, the, uh, where we live now with so many streaming services and stuff like that. What is long, slow exhale? The cover
1: looks great. Yeah. Long, slow exhale was, um, you know, uh, it's unfortunate because it's not, it's not seeing life in a second season, but it was on, um, spectrum which is i guess it's a a cable platform but they were also rolling out a streaming service i don't know what the deal with that is now man um but that was that was a really that was really fun it was a drama that i think i'm sure you could still find somewhere but starring um, josh
0: lucas Uh, yeah yeah
1: and and famka jansen and and uh rose rollins from the l word and and it was that was one of the situations where a bunch of people that i had worked with before it like all kind of came together. I'd worked with Rose on this one pilot years ago, you know, Josh Lucas and I had a brief scene in, in Ford versus Ferrari and, you know, and it was just kind of made sense. It was, it was also an offer and I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You know? And, and, uh, and it's a script that's actually good, even better. Uh, And, uh, and then I read sort of the, 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 the breakdown and it says like a coach who has uh, an affair with a player. And I was like, I don't know, this is, <laughs> wait, am I getting typecast now? Oh, no. I, the guy with the students. Um, <laughs> so, so that's, that's where that is. I hope that people find it and enjoy it, but it's not, I, I did like,
0: learn not only that, but your IMDb photo is you holding the I Team just saw Choice that. Award I just saw surfboard that. for 2014. So that's exciting for all of us. I think uh, I
1: need to go in and change it. Because
0: <laughs> I I,
2: I'm gonna, I think what you did is I think during this interview, you went in and changed it to the surfboard. it's
0: right.
1: Just, as just another...
0: Little jab at Cole Browse. That's I right.
1: Thought, one I thought I, I thought I was going I thought I'd changed it to one, you know, because I was like, oh yeah, like that was a long time ago. I look much much older now, and um and, and so I was like, oh, let me find an older but still attractive photo. And I, I haven't taken any sort of like glamour or you know meaningful publicity shots, and uh, and I had this one from a premiere where I have like a like a mustache. And, and I was like, if I'm trying to break out of the, um, you know, pervert, uh, uh, <laughs> cats, I, I should probably not do this, but.
2: And you are trying to break out of that. That's
1: right.
0: Is that what I understand?
1: Yeah. You know, if the story's good and the location. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cole Sprouts could never play a pervert. Yeah. You're not above playing <laughs> wait, wait a, a pervert. A minute. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: let's just, do, let's do, let's take a, we'll do a quick screenshot right now. We'll point to you yeah. and then, and you then you, your, and then you can make it your idea. Be right. right? Are you ready for this?
1: Are, are gonna, with a microphone on my face no, we'll just move it. the
2: microphone out of the way move it out of the way
1: yeah <laughs>
2: Three, two,
0: one.
2: Oh, I that's good that's yeah good we'll so we'll get that to we'll you get buddy to you. you're gonna want that maximum as quickly as possible
0: La- last question then we'll go to the rapid fire yes. which we didn't tell you about yeah. but it's exactly what it sounds like um you you talk a lot about like oh the script isn't good it is good have you ever wanted to write or direct yourself Ooh.
1: Hmm. You know, I, I've actually have, I haven't really had a desire to, I have not had a desire to, to direct. I, um I've had a, de- a desire to produce and then, you know, star in, I still am very smitten with, with performing and, and um you know, I wrote, I wrote a, a book a couple of years ago and that was fun. But then I also realized there's a difference between somebody who is inherently a writer and somebody who, is capable of writing right. and I was the latter and <laughs> I said, okay, cool. We check this box. Um, I am very much in the ballpark of, of I still love what I do and, and whether it's, you know, um, a movie, a, a TV show or a play or an audio book, you know, like I, I still love play and make believe and then, uh, being, Slightly compensated for it.
2: I love. Would it. you do the
1: theater? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I guess I technically have a BFA in drama or American theater. I don't know. We I'm know what that program. is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Ba- Bachelor's of Fine Arts. Right. A bachelor
1: of Fine Arts. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I would do it. I would do it again in a in a heartbeat. I think it's just it was harder to do in Los Angeles, but now that I'm, you know, within spitting distance of Manhattan, it might be a little bit easier. But. um yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just into into make believe.
0: I love yeah. it. We're ready. Yeah. for we're ready, for rapid, we're ready fire. for rapid
2: fire. We each get to ask you three questions, similar to what we've been doing, but different. In that, they can be about anything, which is similar to what we've been doing, but different. Are Sorry. you ready? Yes. You go,
0: Dan. <laughs> Your dream director to work for.
1: Oh. Ooh. Pro- pro- uh, either. Cohen brothers, mm, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, there's you know Spielberg and, and all the, the the usual greats, but um, yeah, probably Cohen brothers. Cohen brothers, good answer. Yeah. Uh,
2: what's your your go to uh, comfort food? <laughs>
1: uh, well, I was about to make a snarky comment. I was like, well, it doesn't come on a plate; it's in a bottle. No, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, my go to comfort food is probably anything italian and covered in cheese deep dish um, pizza lasagna <laughs> yeah. lasagna cake of cheese covered cake. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. We'll call it cheesecake for this. Okay. Um <laughs> What, uh, what, what is your guilty pleasure TV right now? Like movie or TV show and guilty pleasure. I don't like, if you watch it, enjoy it, it doesn't have to be guilty, but what are your, like, what are you turning on as mindless fun entertainment for you?
1: Oh, um, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it, it was mindless per se, but, um, you know, one's ability to watch television goes down when one has a child, as yep. I'm sure you all know. Yep. Uh, we just started watching uh, last of us. Yes, of us. dude. And, uh,
0: you and I and are I'm, starting the last of us podcast. Cause I got neither. Nobody on the studio has seen it, yeah, but I'm me not. and I come in every day. Like, did you guys see what just happened? It's phenomenal. Yes.
1: And Nick Offerman is oh like my a, gosh. a personal hero of mine. And I thought this last episode that I saw of his, you know, we're, we're, I guess we're a little behind, I guess when it, when it, from when it came out, but he's just, he's a guy who's like, yeah, I could just do comedy. I um, mean, instead, I decided to move into this space. I know he, he's done it so well. I'm,
0: Man, that I'm episode was person I've never met. just yeah. gut wrenching and just one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen of any kind.
1: Truly. 100%. Yes. Yeah, Phenomenal. Agree.
0: In a one
2: on one competition between you and Garfield the cat, <laughs> who could eat more lasagna?
1: I would say, ooh. I mean, one would think me considering my stomach is larger than a typical house cats. Um, It depends on maybe how hungry or sad I was. Um, Because if it's a little bit of like, oh, I haven't worked in a while. And oh, you know what? I um, just went to the gym and I'm ravenous. I could crush a whole slab of lasagna. Yeah. um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Screw you, Garfield. Bring it on. Screw
2: you, Garfield. Screw you, Garfield. you hear that? Garfield. a list of enemies, <laughs> Garfield, Sprouts. got it. I think you may have mentioned
0: earlier, but the TV series based on Ghost of Christmas always starts when on the Hallmark Channel?
1: <laughs> Whenever they want to make it, because I will show up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, my third question is is that uh, it seems like you're doing amazing and don't want any part of L.A. anymore, and I think that's uh, admirable and awesome if that's what you like. do you? Is there a food or something that you miss in L.A. that you just cannot get here on the East Coast?
1: Oh, I miss I miss the the friends and people that we uh, unfortunately left behind and we're trying to convince to leave. But um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, if we had a whole other hour to dedicate to um, L.A.'s dining scene, I would do it. I miss. Let's see if I had a perfect day for food, like every meal, I would start off at a place called Amara kitchen in East LA for breakfast. Okay. I then go to father's office, which is a burger joint beer place
0: I write on these the down. West
1: side. Mm, oh yes. And there father's office burger um, for lunch. And then for dinner, I go to probably bestia, which is an Italian joint Man. in downtown. And, and that's just, that's the, that's like a Monday. And then Tuesday I'd go, and then we could do that every week. And then I would have a Man, heart attack by Friday. Father's yeah.
0: office burgers. Next time we're in LA, Brian, I love that. it's happening. I love that. Finally, yes. someone didn't say sushi. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone from every, LA says sushi. Always freaking Everyone. sushi. Nobu, Katsuya. One we of those. It. We yeah. get it. We get it.
2: My last one is, are you uh, listening to anything that you're really enjoying right now? Whether it's music, a podcast, uh, an audio book of sorts.
1: Ooh, ooh, I am trying not to listen to as much news only because I think I did that in 2020. And I was like, why do I live in dread fear at all times? <laughs> um, uh, am I listening to anything? Um, I like I really like um, Ryan Holiday's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh um, and some is a big work. Ryan
0: Holiday guy. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um I, let's see, music, uh, Marcus Mumford's latest album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just discovered, I come in and out of, like, the country um, music uh, uh, fandom, I suppose. <laughs> like, a couple of years ago, I was like, really, you know, still am, but like, you know, really love Casey Musgraves and okay. all the oh, stuff yeah. she was making. And then kind of like, you I know, mean, we went on to other music, my taste changed, or whatnot. And and then, and then recently I discovered Luke Combs. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "Do people know who he is?" And <laughs> the answer is everybody. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, and I, oh god, what was the song? I started crying the other night. I was making. <laughs> I just put on like you know, uh, you know, whatever you go to the the Apple whatever and just hit shuffle. And um, I think the song is uh, "Even Though I'm Leaving" or something. So um, nice. it was one of one of his first, and it's about him basically like you know. His, you know, his dad or something, and and eventually it ends with like him saying goodbye to his father for life. And wow. I, oh my I was crying. He made me cry in my kitchen <sighs> while, you know, Man. making time and.
2: Well, it's good yeah. to know country music's still doing that, though. That's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still talking if about if
2: you're things. not crying to country music, what are, well, what you, doing? are you doing? That's Let's right. The point. Yeah. Or yeah. just having a good time. There's, a, there's nothing in between. You're That's either right. partying hard, hard, hard or you're crying America hard. Or crying hard. Nothing those in between.
0: Options. That's right. Did we do yeah, it? We did it. Ian, uh, sir, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you so much. Uh, and I, I don't think we've ever interviewed someone as self-deprecating as you. Dude, you haven't. There's a reason that you get all these roles. You're incredibly gifted, incredibly articulate, and we just can't thank enough for the time. You don't
2: stumble into a
0: decky. You know Cole Sprouse,
1: that much. <laughs> yeah. Well thank you. I've had an absolute blast. Can't wait to be back and you know when when uh, this uh-huh. thing maybe comes out or doesn't <laughs> wink wink come promo and actually talk about it.
0: I love think. that. Would be
2: the best. Perfect. I love yes. that. The the T V series, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's that TV series, but not a TV series. Maybe it's I don't know. I'm trying. How, how many red herrings can I throw in That's a right. single sentence? That's what I want to do.
2: All here. of them. Uh, well, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it, and uh, may we be the first to wish you here in February. Uh, Merry, uh, Merry Christmas.
1: Christmas.